<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I am literally right. so excited because we are ready to step up our healthy relationship love game. And as you guys know, mm -hmm. I've had my own personal struggles. I know that many of you guys that have been listening have been trying to figure out how do I bring in that, that twin flame, that soulmate, whatever language you want to use. Like, how do we find that person that is going to be like a help? How do we get a healthy relationship going? So guys, Gloria Zhang, <laughs> okay, you can find her on all social media platforms, but she is a relationship expert that focuses on what you can do to build that healthy relationship. And this is the part that really blows my mind because you guys know when I do a lot of my readings on TikTok, I oftentimes see that there is inner child trauma. So without mm -hmm. further ado, I just want to say, what is up, Gloria? How are you? I'm so excited for you to be here. Hey, girl. Yay. I'm so excited to be here, too. It was <laughs> I, I was going to tell you the story before we went live. Uh, okay. um, literally, the day before you reached out to me, Kamala, I yeah. said to my partner, I said to him, I wonder if psychics have psychic podcasts. It would be really cool to be interviewed on a psychic show. And literally the next day, <laughs> you slid into my DMs on Instagram. <laughs> Which is so weird because I just started using TikTok. I was like totally new to it. So it's it's, it's so funny that that's how you found me. <laughs> I just I just want to say, but is it really that weird? <laughs> right. Like manifestation <laughs> at exactly. its finest. And and I'm I'm a very different type of um, psychic medium and energy healer. I want to say that um, a lot of us can learn the power of saying yes and the power of saying no and having those healthy boundaries. But when you got into being a relationship coach, I just want to say that like one of the beautiful things about Gloria is that she has lived it. She's not just like book smart. Yes, she is. Okay. But she's had experience with like, how do I build and create that healthy relationship? So will you take us back to the, the very beginning and tell us like a little bit about your origin? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, I... I feel like I'm the Benjamin Button story. I feel like I started off life being really serious and kind of like that old soul because of trauma. Mm. And I feel more like a kid now than when I was actually a kid. So in my mind, I will always be like little seven-year-old Gloria, just that weird little kid who never really knew how to get along with other people in the schools. I would, I was that kid that would literally stare at other kids and just trying to understand how they could just talk to one another, feeling so free and able to be themselves. Um, Cause I, I never really, you know, I grew up having to move around a lot. Like my parents were, were newcomers yeah. and I just never knew what it was like to have a long lasting connection with someone. Ooh. So, Ooh. you know, I would remember like playing Beanie Baby or Beanie Babies. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I remember says. Beanie Babies. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And so, so, so it's interesting because um, I know that this is, this was extremely painful for you to deal with, like just feeling maybe that a, a shyness or an awkwardness. When you became the adult, how did that translate into like approaching relationships and dating? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of coasted through life. Like I did well in school, got a good job and that kind of kept me out of trouble for the most part. 
But when I started dating people for the first time, that is when everything just kind of blew up into the surface. Like all of my mother, father wounds, um, like attachment issues came out. And I kind of felt like like a Jekyll and Hyde situation, right? Mm. I'd be so put together, like I'd be totally fine on my own. But the moment I stepped into a relationship, uh, I was like a walking nightmare. I was mm-hmm. pushing people away. Um, I was very, very toxic. And I was really attracted to that toxic kind of love, right? Like I wanted the part of me really craved that drama, there was this wild woman part of me that just, you know, there was a a, a whole pay, path of destruction ahead yeah. of me um, yeah. and just so, so chaotic. And I kind of hit multiple rock bottoms with these situationships until I realized maybe I'm the common denominator in this situation. <laughs> maybe yeah. it's not yeah. all men or, you know, all women. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm doing something here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, for sure. I got you on that. I mean, I have gone through so much healing and um, I will tell you that I know a lot of people, like, I feel like the, the collective, like, you know, humanity right now, at least in North America is going through this amazing shift about taking accountability with how to make choices. So when you sort of went through the situationships and probably got to your own like rock bottom and you're like enough is enough, how did you start to pull yourself out of like the nosedive? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. (laughs) Honestly, sometimes I don't even know what it was, but even during the worst of worst moments, there was still this small, I guess it was my intuition. There was a part of me that knew, right? If I just do the right thing for once and I head down this other path, I could probably change things around. And I think I still had that hope Mm -hmm. um, that, you know what, if I heal this part of me, that's obviously very, very wounded and it's, it's coming out in relationships. Maybe I could have a shot at love, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. this is something that is meant for me. Um, And I really, I struggled with that for a really long time. And that's how I ran into inner child healing. Um, I read this quote somewhere. I don't know where it came from, but someone said, grownups are just little kids walking around in big bodies. (laughs) (laughs) And that like hit something in my soul. And I thought, holy crap, this whole time I've been ignoring this little girl inside me, right? Mm. Who is crying for help. She's literally begging me to see her and to make better choices for her. Um, And then it just kind of all went uphill from there. There's some people that like I've done readings for and I've done multiple readings like over the last like 18 months. And, um, and they just continue to say that, well, I'm only attractive to the attracted to the baddie per personality type, or I seem to only bring in like people who are already in relationships who are married. Right. How do you like, what, like, so, so for you, I mean, I really feel like it was divinely guided that you became the relationship <laughs> coach that you are. You're offering a lot of hope to people. Your content, your reels, the 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 podcast that you have, right? What's the name of your your podcast? Is the Inner Child Podcast? Is that correct? Yeah, the Inner Child Podcast. Inner Child Inner Child <laughs> yeah. Podcast, like which is super amazing. So I hope that people get time to deep dive on that. Available on all like platforms, I'm assuming. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know the drill. Yeah, I know the drill. So, and, <laughs> yeah. I, and everybody here knows like wherever you like love to listen to podcasts, you have to definitely check this one out because I think that there is this educational process that has to happen to start pulling yourself out of the nosedive. Totally. Um, and, and having people that you can resonate and connect with, like, you know, like you just watching your content and, And one of the things that I found, and I find it interesting, just even in this podcast interview, is that you started by talking about just the, 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 the challenge it was for you to establish intimacy in relationships. It didn't matter if it was romantic or not. Um, There's a really great audible, like an audio book called your brain on love. And it's Mm. written. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah, It's a good book. It is a good book. And so he sort of talks about how some certain people will become an island of like self-sufficiency. And I find that like that idea and the way that he categorizes a type of person and the way that they love, um, it seems so prominent because of what we've gone through in the last several years with there being increased like isolation and how people are starting to work from home more. So so I think it's been great because it has slowed people down from these toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. But I I want to know, what do you say to the person who cannot mm-hmm. stop going back either to the toxic yeah. partner or mm-hmm. that just like, you know, it's another, it's like, instead of saying like yeah. this, this bus didn't work out. So I'll catch the next one. Let's yeah. say for the person <laughs> who likes these sort of like love trauma, like relationships, it's yeah. like <laughs> one motorcycle leaves, the next one's going to pull up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so I just want to say like, what do you do? Like, like, you know, for, because a lot of people can't understand that, like, well, this Mm -hmm. is just the type I'm attracted to. Like, what could you speak on that for people? Cause I, I hear that a lot when I do readings for people. So what do you say? I'm sure you hear stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I first want to say there's no judgment here, right? Mm-hmm. I used to just so chase after the bad boys and I've definitely been the other women um, in the past. And I, I say that, right, to let women know that there's a reason of, of why you have these patterns. And so there, there's absolutely no, no shaming or judgment here. Right, yeah. um, as it turns out, and Freud is freaking rolling in his grave right now, we are attracted to what's familiar to us. So, you know, if we're going back to the inner child stuff, depending on what kind of relationship you had with people that raised you, Mm. for most people, that's your mother or father. That's literally your first shot at relationships in life, right? That becomes your blueprint for how you understand interactions between two people. Um, And, you know, when you're a little kid, you're just absorbing everything around you. Um, and that becomes the core of how you understand the world to work. Yeah. And you carry that with you, even if you're 20, 30, 40, you know, 50 years old, right? And so yeah. in my situation, and I just use this as an example, I had a dad who was very emotionally unavailable, right? He was always busy at work, um, just wasn't able to show me love the way that I needed. And so in my mind, I was always chasing after that male validation. And Mm -hmm. conveniently, it just kind of came across uh, in relationships. But one thing that people need to know is that your type can change, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like just because you're attracted to 
the the baddie right now, yeah. that's what it's going to be forever. But as you shift in your own healing, the yeah. types of energy that you're attracted to definitely does change over time. Yeah, this is, I think, so have hope, have hope, people. Yeah, have hope. <laughs> you know, that's part of the beautiful thing about, about healing and digging in and doing the, the inner work. I will tell you this on Tuesday, actually I recorded it last Friday and I didn't, I just didn't publish my previous podcast, which is all about how I got bananaed from uh, Tinder for life. I saw that. I heard that <laughs> I <know>. during my <laughs> research. Yeah. I know you're so good. And it's like, it actually turned out to be like a super blessing, right? So that like, I think that this is a way that the energy like shifts within you to start yeah. making changes so that you don't attract that similar type. So so I just want to say, I've been going through this too. And I just wanted to add this to this conversation about how, you know, how do you shift out of the types that you typically attract? Well, sometimes there is like the universe is doing this <laughs> with you. It's like co-creation. Um, and so I will say that yesterday I'm so amazing. I'm like taking every class at my gym. And yesterday I took an anti-gravity restorative class. Ooh. Yes. So this yeah. is phenomenal. So basically if you can imagine, you know, like Cirque du Soleil, they have the silk, uh, you know, like the silk performers where they hang, mm -hmm. you know, or like pink when she did that, like crazy performance <laughs> right. on the silks, right? <laughs> imagine if they took that and they made it into a silk hammock. And, Ooh. and so the very first pose that you uh, go into, at least in this class, it was my first experience is that you literally sit inside the hammock. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where it gets a little intense. I'm going to share this with you because yeah. <laughs> it, it is, it was so amazing because, so here I was suspended floating inside this silk hammock. You have the, the tight womb-like experience Mm -hmm. being within the silk hammock and like literally it, my body was releasing wow. emotions that like coming out as tears. Like I, I'm always, somebody's always crying around me. If it's me, it's somebody else, right? I have, there's no shame in my game, yeah. but I just want to say that it was the most beautiful release. And for me, it took me back to when I was a very young infant. Yes. yes. And I yes. felt like I identified at this moment that I, as the individual I am, the soul that I was born, you know, like I was born into this world mm -hmm. with this soul and this sort of mm, energy, I I felt I wasn't held enough by my parents. Yeah. And I also felt like I, that the lack of being held by my parents translated to me being disconnected from the mm -hmm. highest source. So exactly. So yeah. that was sort of like this, you know, here it was, I just thought I was doing a gym class, right? <laughs> it <was> yeah. like, <laughs> out to be this like profound moment where I'm like, woke oh up and God. shows wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> I did. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, God, thank God nobody can, you know, like it's like intensely personal, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Camilla. Yes, it is. And, and I love that uh -huh. last reel that you have saying that I think that birth is a type of trauma that also goes on mm. to inform these attachment styles. Um, yeah. I would love for you to speak yeah. a little bit more about attachment style and maybe mm. what are some of the primary attachment styles that mm. you would identify 
and then also just to like make you so overwhelmed with questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. Like I'm ready. What, what are some of like I feel like some of the okay, what are let's just go, let's start with yeah. what are some of the attachment styles? Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I want to sign up for that silk womb course. I know. Thing. <laughs> I know. It's like my anti grant. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's dive into it. So yeah, let's do it. Attachment. I know there's a lot of talk about attachment styles, like on you know on reels and TikToks. But here's my definition of it. It's it's very simple, and I think people over uh, overcomplicated a little bit. But attachment styles is basically just how you learn to stay safe in relationships, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. um, half the population is secure, which means most people they feel pretty confident being on their own, but they also feel good when they're in relation to someone, like they they feel safe in relationships. Um, About one quarter of the population is anxious, Mm -hmm. meaning that they're afraid of losing love. So they Mm -hmm. tend to be anxious, more clingy, they need validation more, um, they need more attention and reassurance. Mm -hmm. Um, About 20% of people are avoidant, right, which Mm -hmm. means that they're afraid of losing themselves in a yeah. relationship and they, they mm-hmm. kind of put a wall up, mm-hmm. right. And they act more avoidant to protect themselves from being hurt. Mm. Um, and then that last 5% is a bit of a wild card. We call that <laughs> disorganized, which was um, what I was, of oh, course, Okay, where nothing really worked for you as a kid. And so you're basically everything. Sometimes you're avoidant, sometimes you're anxious. Uh-huh. Um, you're kind of all over the place. Okay. So, so yeah, amazing. that's really all they are. Yes. Do, I think it's, do you find that like sometimes labels can be confining, but I think that, that these yeah. categor, categorizations, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we categorize these different types of attachment styles, which are connected oftentimes to the type of relationship you have with a primary caregiver, whether it's exactly. a biological parent, whether you've been adopted and, or, you know, whatever your situation is, there's so many different situations, but it, it is helpful to help you identify if you feel like you are in one of the, like, if you're not a secure attachment style, mm-hmm. can you change? Can you change? Yes. The, yes. Okay. You so can. I think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and there's um, tons of evidence that show that it does change. And I've definitely seen it change uh, in myself and, you know, with people I work with too. So it's very possible. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. I would assume that most of the people who are working with you, okay. Are people that aren't insecure that don't have yeah. secure attachment <laughs> styles. And yes. I want to say just being the intuitive that I am, uh, and identifying a lot of empaths that are out there. I think empaths can tend to be, um, more of the anxious attachment style where they totally. need the constant reassurance and, and also, I want to say the danger zone for a lot of empaths is to not have healthy personal boundaries and then to give up their needs and wants in order to facilitate this, I don't know, like uh, to pretend to be every, like, to pretend to be perfect in the relationship. I don't really know yeah. where I'm going with this, but does that make sense? Does that make sense? It makes um, so much okay. sense. <laughs> yeah. Because they tend to be more of like people pleasers, right? And they have ah, to yes. become that way to, to survive when they were younger. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. So then from from looking from being able to identify, you know, just having the awareness around what your attachment style is, what is the next best step 
for people mm-hmm. once they identify like what do i do now okay yeah i'm anxious <laughs> i'm anxious attachment style what do yeah. i do with this what do you recommend for people to do once they I- identify what sounds familiar to the way that they act in relationships yeah so you know, I, I I mentioned a little bit earlier that there is definitely lots of research to suggest that you can learn to become secure yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people feel almost like there's a lack of steps, right? In between, okay, well, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious. Now, now what do I do? Um, and so that's where I've tried to come in to provide some clear steps towards people uh, for, for people. There's really three things that people tend to struggle with. So the first is a lack of emotional regulation in your relationships, right? So if you're anxious or avoidant, you have a, a you have a really hard time dealing with that fear of abandonment or, you know, trust issues. And if you don't know how to deal with those feelings in a relationship, right, which is different from when you're single and, ooh, you know, everything is great. But if you don't know how to deal with those feelings in a relationship, there's a very, very, very high risk of sabotaging later on mm-hmm. um, because you're going to have to deal with them some way or another. You know, I like to th- and I think this is the perfect podcast to talk about this. Yeah. I do think of relationships as a sacred union yes. because there is no other type of intimate relationship that closely mirrors your relationship to your your caregivers as a romantic one it you know literally you merge bodies right it doesn't you know yes and that becomes the ultimate playground to learn how to trust someone in the safety of a relationship Um, and so learning how to work through those feelings with a partner is kind of one of the first steps Mm -hmm. um, in doing the work and of course you know the other two are um, kind of figuring out what types of characteristics you're attracted to, right? And why that might not be exactly what you need. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sort of more like practical dating techniques of, are you actually reading red flags? You know, are you jumping into <laughs> yeah. commitment That's right. without even getting to know someone first? Mm. So it's really just about slowing down and, and doing things properly. I have to say, like, you know, with modern society, we have uh, we can see that there are so many different ways uh, that people are having relationships. I'm going to be on the record. I've been on the record about this before. Like when it comes to polyamorous, when it comes to thruple, when it comes to ethically non-monogamous, I I will let you know all of those relationships will fail. They will all fail. They will not have (laughs) longevity. They will not work out. I'm telling you, if you prove me wrong, fantastic. Hooray. But like, I think if we were to take that relationship and look closer, and I know it sounds ignorant for me to say that, but the only reason why I do say that, I don't care what body part, what body part you're into, Mm -hmm. who you choose for your partner, or even what pronouns you use, because I see everything as energy. But I believe that when two people come together, it's sacred. And that, that there is the, that is the pathway to developing greater intimacy within yourself and with somebody else. And you can't get that if you've got, you know, four other partners. Okay. That's personally (laughs) how I think about it. Um, It gets too complicated. Somebody will always feel left out. And I'm also like good friends with like clinical therapists 
who actually coach people who are in polyamorous relationships and discreetly behind closed doors have shared with me that I've never seen mm. those relationships work out too. So I'm sure mm. there's probably data out there that prove both sides of the of the coin, but really I want you to understand that this this whole podcast and having a relationship is about fostering, I believe, deep intimacy. It is about being able to be your most, most authentic self, which is why if you are anxiously attached and you have that lack of emotional regulation, and then you have that fear of abandonment, it starts to sabotage your relationship. So how how uh, can couples, okay, or, or let's just say the, let's just say one individual in the relationship, how do, how do they start to build that deeper trust? If, if there mm -hmm. has been that history of trauma, whether it's big T or little mm -hmm. T, how, how does yeah. one start to understand how to be authentically yeah. themselves and how mm -hmm. to trust and, 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 you know, cause it's, you can have all the reds. <laughs> well, I hate to say you can have all the red flags in the world. <laughs> and if you, um, you don't pay attention to them. That's on you. So let's say you've got green flags. You're in a relationship. What do you do to, tr to be able to trust and to be more authentic if you've had that kind of emotional, I guess, baggage? Yeah. Yeah. Kind that's of, a that's, great question. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the poly polyamory. I'm, I'm not a polyamory expert by any means, but um, even in the work I've done, folks who started off being in, you know, throuples and stuff, they all seem to have very similar attachment styles, I would say, yeah. you know, and so, I mean, if you're going to choose, uh, you know, whatever type of relationship, you have to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons, right? Mm -hmm. And not just because you're afraid of committing to one person. So that's, that's all I'll say about that topic. <laughs> I like that. I almost, Actually, I think that's yeah. a beautiful, I, I that, see, that's the thing is that I find that most of the relationships don't have the depth. They, mm -hmm. they just don't have the depth. So whatever, yeah. whatever you make you know, the choice up, yeah. if you're listening, you know, whatever's <laughs> right for you, but I'm just saying, yeah, I get, I, I get, the I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I understand the, the concept that love is infinite. That's great. But time is not, like, we only got 24 hours in a day, right? And I don't <laughs> yeah, want that so to good. be split up with, you know, four other people. So that's just my take on it. <laughs> yeah. It gets way too complicated. So, yeah. so, um, okay. So, so how does yeah, one build greater, <laughs> how does one, how does one build greater trust? Yeah. Like, yeah in themselves and I guess in the relationship. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so we're allowed to go woo, right? Yes, totally. Just yes. making sure. <laughs> 100%. Yes, just making sure. <laughs> yes. So I know that I think you saw the birth trauma thing. So yeah. uh, I, I got to give a little bit of background to this question. So part of what I teach is that before we are born, mm -hmm. we've never experience being alone before because we were one with the universe nice. and even when you were a fetus you were still protected by your mother's womb right so you've always been connected to something but when you're born and that's a very traumatic event you're like ripped out of the womb you're literally like choking in your lung fluids yeah. Yeah. and you experience separation for the first time in that lifetime at least um, right. And so now you're, you're vulnerable, you're all by yourself. Yeah. And if you didn't get the love that you needed from the people who raised you, then you kind of forget 
that you're never really alone, right? Because we never really are. We're always part of, you know, the greater whole. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know how people always say things like, I don't feel enough, or mm -hmm. I don't feel like I can trust the process, things like that. I really believe that comes down to that original birth trauma. Mm -hmm. Because it's only when we think that we're separate, separate means less than right it means yeah. not enough and it means that i can't trust because i'm i'm different and i'm i'm separated and cut off from everything yeah. um right and that's kind of where it all comes from and in some ways we kind of spend our whole lives searching to feel whole again whether it's through relationships through shopping on amazon yeah. or like yeah. cars and money yeah. you know we're always trying to fill ourselves up filling yeah. ourselves up but it, it never seems to work because true trust comes from within, right? And it comes mm -hmm. from understanding that we've always been part of something greater than us. And we're going to go back to that one day when we die. So it's all good. You know, we're going yes. back to where we're coming from. Yeah. It's, everything is good. Um, you know, and I think, yeah. Yeah. It's, sorry, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Keep going. I want to hear that. Yeah. What were you going to finish oh, and yeah. say? Yeah. I was just going to say that when you're in a relationship with another person that symbolizes your connection with the universe mm. right? because you are faced with a mirror reflection of yourself yes. um, and learning to trust the other person actually means learning to trust yourself mm. believe it or not and everything is just reflected on that person so i think when you do the work to remember that you are enough mm -hmm. right you are whole you are complete that's what gets translated into the trust of the relationship. And that's what I found. I'm off my soapbox now, by I'm the way. Like, <laughs> I'm like, and my pen is scribbling. I'm like, I'm taking notes on this. It's so oh. good. I was like, thank God I didn't interrupt. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I super love it. So I, I love what you say about like a relationship symbolizes your connection with the universe. Like, yes. oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I, <laughs> so, I <absolutely> deep. <laughs> so deep. It's so deep. So we're going to yeah. take it. A, a, we're going to take it a, a step deeper. Because right. there's a, a lot of information out there about epigenetics and ancestral trauma. Ooh, oh, yes. we just go on a little bit All deeper. the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Because a lot of times we learn how to love, right? We have an intuitive sense, but we also have, we've learned from our caregivers, from our primary caregivers. Yes. Okay? So when you are dealing, let's say, with that type of, let's say you're, you know, we have the love languages, Okay. And if you don't know what that is, just Google it, like <laughs> get brushed up on it. <laughs> but let's say you're somebody who needs to have like words of affirmation. I think that, and then you're mm -hmm. not, you're never told by your, like by your father figure that he loves you. Um, it can make it difficult for you to express love um, or to believe if somebody says that mm -hmm. I love you, right? I'm watching love is blind right now. And oh my I, girl! And so I much like to say about that. And I saw like it was like I'm I literally at the start of that of like season four, and mm -hmm. there was the I think he's like the shoe designer. I don't remember their name. So he's oh, the, yeah. the shoe designer. Yeah, Brett. Yeah, Brett. I think okay. it's Brett. Yeah, he, he's like professing his love to the other woman. I don't even know what yeah. she does, and she falls asleep. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? And he's like, he goes back into the area where like yeah. all the guys are hanging out. He's like, he's like done over. She fell yeah. asleep while I'm like professing my love. <laughs> right. And it's interesting to see how that trigger, like for him, right. just, I don't know what's going to happen next. Cause I haven't watched the next you know episode or whatever, but I want to say, I would suspect with Brett that mm-hmm. there was this issue a trigger within him of of maybe not being heard and seen now i'm speculating because i don't you know we're just like this is just from an outsider understand speculation only great my great dane just showed up she does this every time i'm live um but i i just want to add like there she is hold on really quick will you speak about while i let her out really quick um how do we manage like healing those ancestral patterns okay Yeah. Yeah. So it's so funny that one of my favorite games to play with my clients is guess this person's attachment style from love is blind, (laughs) which is hilarious. Um, yeah. So, Oh, okay. You're back. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. So everybody who watches me knows that this happened. Sorry. Yeah. I I love it. I know. Sorry. It's not Joe Rogan here. (laughs) (laughs) He takes a lot of breaks too, though. I does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Fucking four hour interviews. Like, damn boy. (laughs) I know. You (laughs) You got to have a break on that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) That's so true. Okay. So how, 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 like, can somebody start to identify, like, how to make those bigger pivots. Cause I really think that the human soul is meant to heal the trauma that's inherited. And then also like, you know, what they've been taught, you know, this is why education of the soul is so important or meditating and finding yourself. So what about that? Like, how does like yeah. ancestral trauma play into relationships? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> can you it's, answer that it's, one? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I'll do my best girl. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really weird that science is finally catching up to this because spiritual leaders have been talking about this for like decades, right? About how trauma really is carried through generations. Yeah. And I know, you know, with shamanic traditions, there's, they do a lot of work with their ancestors. So, you know, I really believe that if you feel called towards healing, then you are the person that was meant to break that generational pattern in your lineage, um, which sounds like like a big responsibility, and it is, mm. but you also have the power of everyone behind you, right, who was waiting for that trailblazer to finally put an end to it. Um, so I totally believe that stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it was me and my sister, I think that kind of, um, you know, have tried been trying to break things in our lineage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's in science, right? So it's definitely valid. And I think they're going to find that healing is also going to change those epigenetics, because why would it be one way or another? Yeah, right. And then you'll get to to pass that down. I, personally, I don't know if I'm going to have kids. Um, I'm not sure if sure. it's in my uh, story. It may it may not be, but I I consider like my clients like my children. So yeah, exactly. I'll kind of pass it down that way. <laughs> I I like the fact that really we're all children at heart, like you said earlier exactly. too, right? And yeah. um, legacy can be passed in ways that are not necessarily through having children, right? So there's, I just, 
I, I've, it's an interesting point too, because there is this sort of like stigma or like uh, cultural, like, I think it's from the older generations where there's certain expectations, um, mm-hmm. to procreate, but I love the fact that more women are being empowered to make choices that are right for their body and for their relationships. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who struggled deeply with whether to have children or not. And, um, And then some medical complications came up, which made the decision for her. And that was really hard for her to go through. But do you want to know something? This woman literally travels the world, inspiring people to be adventurous and to love nature. Oh, wow. And she has created such a beautiful, she's literally in Antarctica right now. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like scrolling on social media scene. Like she's, she's living out dreams that you wouldn't, she wouldn't have been able to go to Antarctica with children. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who are like five and six. This right. is not happening. Yeah. This wouldn't be enjoyable for anybody. <laughs> um, so once let's say the healthy relationship is made, because I have a lot of people who are in healthy relationships too. Mm-hmm. W- what is a beautiful way to continue to deepen the intimacy within a relationship mm-hmm. that you might like just generally recommend? Like, how do you keep it? How do you keep it going? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So I think what kind of surprises people is when I tell them that a healthy relationship almost feels the opposite of a toxic one. So, you know, I'm, I am settled with a partner now after kind of overcoming that shit. And to be honest, at the beginning, I wasn't like super crazy, rip my clothes off, attracted to him because it was so different, right? It was such a different energy. And I, this is um, something I share with folks it can actually take five to seven dates to start feeling a romantic attraction oh. in your first healthy relationship. Okay. Believe it or not. Okay. Yeah. So in toxic relationships, you kind of start off with a bang, like big fireworks, explosions, yeah. and then it kind of dwindles very quickly. Uh-huh. But a healthy relationship feels more like a fireplace. Like it's it's warm. It's You want to come home to it at night and put your feet up and unwind next to it. Yeah. And it's a, a small, you know, it's a slow burn, right? It's a fire that um, kind of slowly grows over time. Yes. So I think the, honestly, my, if I were to give one piece of advice, if yeah. I had to just choose one, yeah. it would be about having patience mm-hmm. in a long-term relationship, right? And uh, not yeah. getting freaked out every time something comes up, um, knowing that, you know, when you grow a plant, you're not like constantly watering it, trying to see if a thing's going to grow. Yeah. You just trust that it's going to sprout and grow flowers in its own time. Yes. And that's what a relationship really is. Super good. And then, okay, the last question I have to ask you, if you don't mind, are you, are you yeah. doing okay on time? Are you doing okay oh, on yeah, time? Oh yeah, I got okay. lots of time, girl. Oh, do you? Okay, I <laughs> Bring it, it on, I yeah. Okay, super good. Well, then the other thing I was going to say is that um, for those people that go through breakups and like, whether it's the, the end of like a marriage, or if it is the, um, well, it's just the end of a relationship for a multitude of reasons. I'm trying to see, cause I deal with a lot of people. A lot of people like to ask me this question all the time. Should I stay or should I go? You know, that's a heavy question, right? Yeah. And so when I do like my intuitive work, I, um, sometimes it seems most apparent, like if it's a very karmic Mm -hmm. relationship and then, then I can see that there, 
Sometimes it's just a matter of the individual who's asking the question, who has to understand how to make it shifts within themselves, right. which will impact that relationship. So, mm. um, so if a relationship ends, how would you coach individuals on the recovery of the end of that relationship? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that yeah. is tent. That tends to be the time when I see people, right? It's right after. Oh, is a that big right? Breakup. Oh yeah. I should, I should have like, asked this sooner. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. It, it kind of makes sense because mm. it's the death of something, right? You're, mm. you feel like you're losing a part of yourself and it becomes a big wake up call. You know, I, I've totally been there. I wanted to change my life every time someone broke up with me. Um, so you know, I kind of want to go tie it in with the woo-woo stuff we were talking about. When Always. you, sometimes breaking up with someone, it almost feels worse than when someone dies in your life because it does feel like a death, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Your sense of self and identity has included this person. And it, it really feels like you've lost a part of yourself. And so the here here's where I have to be very careful with my coaching because people feel because they feel this emptiness, this void, yeah. they they feel tempted to fill it up with crap, basically, right? Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to dye my hair this color. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to, yeah. you know, eat all this cake yeah. and donuts. And yeah, that's like, hold up, girl. You have an opportunity right now to learn to reparent that part of you yourself. Um, space is really good, right? This emptiness is actually an opportunity to start filling yourself up with something new. And there's a reason that thing ended, yeah. even if it's the right person at the wrong time is still the wrong person, right? That That's basically what I say. Um, and so what does little Kamala need right now? What does little Josie need right yeah. now to fill that void? And if you listen really carefully, the answer is usually yourself right? You need you in this moment, not another man who can wait or woman, whatever yeah. you prefer. Yeah. Right. It's you need yourself right now to get to know yourself more and build yourself up. Um, and so I think turning internally with the work is probably the most important thing after a breakup. I agree. So this week, so I did the Tinder podcast, right? And then the next yeah. the next night I, I did a live TikTok reading with a woman who was experiencing like death, the end of a relationship. And she was so open and vulnerable and such a beautiful soul. And she's like, I just don't understand. Like, why is this so hard? And so then when I went in to identify where some of her energetic blocks are. What I saw is like, I see that there's an issue with your primary caretakers when you were younger. And then she said, well, I'm adopted, right? Oh, yeah, right. And, and mm -hmm. so there, so, so for people who are listening, who might not understand how that connected to such a devastating breakup where she just, because it's, she's re-experiencing the abandonment wound from when she was, a, that's yes. like inner child trauma so clearly. And she couldn't, I mean, she just didn't have the awareness to understand that this breakup was re-triggering that inner mm -hmm. wound. So 
it's an opportunity for her to clear out and heal not just the wrong relationship because like mm-hmm. I shifted into the future timelines. I see her achieving a really healthy relationship, but she's going through that powerful, painful <laughs> journey of yeah. healing um, and, and finding a way to, like you said, reparent herself. When you say reparent, what does that mean for you? When you talk yeah. to your clients or when you talk to people just in general, like how does one start to approach that reparenting process? What does that look like to you? Yeah. Reparenting, it's almost like the, it's the inner child work for soul retrieval, basically. Mm. Right. And it's, it's almost like you're going backwards in time and finding moments in your childhood where you didn't get your needs met. Yeah. And you now as an adult become the parent to two-year-old you or five-year-old you and seven-year-old you. And it's almost like stepping back into a movie, right? And filling in that void that you really wanted. So you're your own, you know, ghost of past, (laughs) present and future. Um, And that work itself is, is absolutely transformational. Um, You know, sometimes it can mean things like buying yourself like a teddy bear, right? Or taking yourself to go skating, like these little things that don't seem like a big deal, but really meant something to you back then. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's, that's what reparenting means. Or just get in that anti-gravity hammock, man, that does a job yeah. too. <laughs> I like, I gotta try room. that out. I know. Yeah. It's literally so, so curious. I know. It's literally, it's literally so amazing. Um, so how do you coach people right now? Like, are you, like, do you do like group coaching or like, can you, can you talk a little bit about how people would be able to um, like learn more about how to achieve like better harmony in relationships mm-hmm. before I give you a reading, if you're down for it. Of course, I'm so <laughs> down. Yay. Okay, super good. Okay, yeah. super good. Yay, okay. So you answer that and I've- Yeah, and then, yeah. Um, and then here we are. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so I'm not, uh, I don't have, I'm not doing one-to-one coaching at the moment because I'm actually going to be doing a bit of traveling and moving starting next week. Okay. Um, but- I exclusively work through my uh, soulmate coaching program. So it is a group coaching program. Mm -hmm. Um, And we work with ambitious women who have maybe tried therapy in the past, haven't really gotten anywhere in terms of their relationships and are looking to break free of toxic relationships and find a healthy one. So yeah, that's kind of what we do. Um, but, you know, if folks want to find me, I would usually just point them to the Inner Child podcast. Um, that's where the, the bulk of my work is. So I'm starting to light up a candle. I always say I don't need to. Okay. I just, All right. <laughs> I just love candles from Bath and Body Works. <laughs> hey, me too. Yeah, that's I know. They're so fun. Honestly, one right? of my like, favorite shops. <laughs> and like the, the foam soaps. I, I get I those from my mom oh, every year are, for Christmas. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so good. I know. It's so good. Um, okay. So I'm going to, I'm already starting to pivot into, um, talking to you and just starting to connect to you a little bit. First of all, thank you for being such an amazing, beautiful soul. Uh, your journey hasn't been easy. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that your journey hasn't been easy. It actually, even being on camera has been a challenge for you. I think it's something that you have shocked people in your family about is the way that you have really commanded presence, uh, particularly because you were so shy. 
As uh, am I wrong spot about that? On. Okay, totally <laughs> spot on, girl. <laughs> So it's yeah. interesting. So I, sometimes I'll just start to pull information through that, like maybe is like so apparent to you, but this is the way that I just, um, it's like balance and checks. Like we're just firing up the spaceship and we're getting ready to travel. Okay. <laughs> we're traveling okay. into the world of you. Um, am I supposed to talk or no, nah, you can just chill. talk. I can, yeah, you, you can ask <laughs> any right. question you want because this is your time. But I want to say that like right now you're, you're really working to build a powerful platform to connect with people. I think that there will be retreats in your future where people will be able to come. Does this make sense? Have you started thinking mm -hmm. about retreats yet? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Hold on. They're in really beautiful destinations. I'm trying to understand like the place that I see you doing a, a retreat in first. I guess that's not as important. Um, but I see it as like a workshop that is meant to offer deep transformation for people who mm -hmm. are stuck and for people that have just been at a loss. It's very similar to what you just said about your, your soulmate group coaching. Mm. I think that this is quite beautiful. Sorry, there's more coming in. So hold on. Um, sorry. Do you have a grandmother who's in the afterlife? Mm, I do. You do. Okay. She, she, she wants you to know that she's very proud of you and oh the, the, she wants Yeah. <laughs> She's coming through. Um, she's actually quite lovely. And I see her as very connected to tradition and heritage and, um, and that like, she's telling me that that heritage and the tradition in which you were brought up in is also a key component to you unlocking the next piece of your business. And it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting because I'm trying to understand, sorry, let me just listen a little bit more. Um, she was someone that was spiritual. I feel like she was also a type of influence in your life. Although I want to say she was very quiet. Does that make sense? She wasn't like the type, she wasn't, she was quiet, reserved. So when she spoke, it gave deep uh, impression. Like, uh, and I also, I think a lot of times she op opted to not share her viewpoint. So if you find that this is even more opinionated than it was when she was alive, I'm just supposed to say that she wants you to understand how proud she is of you. Feel free to make any choice that is right for you. That's in regards to children. Understand your ancestors will not be mad if you make a decision to not have children. Sorry, hold on. Mm -hmm. That's been really heavy on your heart too. This uh, like uh, responsibility that I think sometimes is a little bit pressed on you, but understand you have the freedom. You have it. You you do whatever you like and and don't look back because. Actually, your instinct is very finely tuned. I feel like you are very spiritual. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Um, she's not wanting to talk. She's not wanting to shift. She's wanting to talk about you for a minute. So do you mind? Hold on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. She tells me that you're in the space right now of creative brainstorming. You're working right now on your next project, whatever this is. And I think it is connected to retreats. One of the things I did hear is that I think that you will be writing a book, um, which is, is that true? I don't know if yeah. I, well, it's, it's written now, but oh, is it? okay. All <laughs> yes. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I think that this book is going to be really important to, to your platform, to your to your followers, to people who need that type of guidance. And actually, 
Are you self-publishing this or do you have an agent? Mm -hmm. You're self-publishing? Uh, we, we have an agent. Because uh, I was going to say, yeah. I actually feel that this is not self-published, that you'll have an agent. And <laughs> I, I expect it yeah. to do very well. Um, I expect you to get a lot of attention. Uh, I think that there's going to be sort of this like hockey stick principle. You are business minded. So you mm -hmm. understand when I say hockey stick, is that correct or no? Yep. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but you will, you will with love and with the support of your ancestors easily navigate this uh, period of time change. And I actually think that your book will probably be published in the spring of 2024, which is kind of interesting. Because mm. um, you're shopping it right now. Is that correct? Yeah, I actually have no idea. So oh, you don't? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't feel, know. No, you know. Okay, so this is you know either I'm right or I'm wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say, um, I'm very excited for you, and um, always feel. I think you, you seem very. She, your grandmother's just saying, always be confident presenting yourself. Just know that you are enough. Just know that we are proud of you, and um. Sorry, is this grandmother from your father's side? Yes, it is. It is. Okay, because she says, <laughs> oh my I, she says, I want you to say, I love you to, uh, to your dad. Okay, oh she wants gosh. you to, to actually say those words. Yeah. So it gives you the opportunity for you to express love to your dad. And although he will probably think that <laughs> another wild podcast that you're on, um, please understand that um, she's just offering support and protection. And it's really interesting too. Um, I see, can I ask you, what is your background? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I'm, my family's Chinese. It is Chinese. Okay. Super good. Yes. Because she's showing me Jade and then she's also yeah. showing, yeah, she's showing me Jade, yeah. but she's also showing me yellow Lotus, which is kind of interesting mm -hmm. and a little bit of like, well, I mean, oftentimes people will bring in Quan Yin, um, mm -hmm. right. But, um, but I feel like there's other uh, spirit guides that are working with you right now. I'm not sure who that is. I'd have to do a deeper dive. Um, but I, I want to say it is by no mistake. Your life is where it is right now. Get ready. It's going to be even more fun. I actually see a lot of travel oh. for you. Uh, and I also see you speaking to a lot of people and helping to heal a lot of hearts, particularly for women. So I, um, I just want to say the work that you're doing is right on. I'm so excited about the way that you're educating people and um, don't ever underestimate the dreams or the downloads that you get. If an idea feels too large or too big, please understand you have the power. And I also want to say that you're building a team to help you structure um, this experience so that um, it's like so that it can be like Tony Robbins one day. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be Tony Robbins, but do you understand when I say that your coaching will get more structured, if that makes sense? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Unleash the inner child. Unleash, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Do you have any other, do you have any specific questions? If you got any specific questions, let me know. But, um, but oh I will gosh. say that like, you're very work focused. I, I say that the relationship with your partner, your, um, your grandmother is nodding her head and saying it's blessed. Are you guys, are you guys <laughs> formally, uh, committed yet or no? Uh, 
Yeah, we are committed. We're, we're heading in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to ruin any surprises, yeah. so I won't go okay. there. But, <laughs> but, uh, but I also see that he's really good at business. Is that true? Well, he's out. Yeah. Well, in fact, he's starking uh, oh, his, own, his own thing. Yeah. Very, very interesting. You said yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I think that there's this, uh, I think that he, you've really inspired him to actually say that this is possible and that you're actually helping to change some of his own ancestral beliefs about what is possible in his life. You've helped him shift out of scarcity mindset into actually the adventure of trying something new. Oh. <laughs> ah, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah? I think yes, it's super lovely. It absolutely does. And you guys met through friends. Is oh. that correct? Uh, we actually, funny enough, we actually met through Tinder. Oh, <laughs> did you? That's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's no common story. no common friends yeah. between you guys at all um, no no okay. well we do now but not when we met okay okay yeah. for some for some interesting reason i thought well that's okay i like i always say whatever whenever i offer any kind of information i always say listen to your own intuition because sometimes mm -hmm. i'm right and sometimes i'm wrong but it's interesting because they're showing me like friendship connections uh, it's interesting mm -hmm. so i don't really understand but here it is um do you have any specific questions by the way anything you want to know anything at all yeah i'm Good. just really blown away by the the grandma piece i'm gonna like cry <laughs> um, <laughs> we're almost done so yeah. that we can do it off camera <laughs> your makeup okay. looks beautiful yeah. oh thank you <laughs> i did it for you girl i love it yes <laughs> look pretty for camera. you do <laughs> um, yeah well we are doing a huge move to vancouver this summer oh, uh, which lovely. that's been like like you know a big decision for us um i get that's the only thing <laughs> would want to know about what are you what are you worried about I'm just curious like what are you worried about I mean are we worried just, about just everything like Vancouver has this notorious horrendous like cost of living like I mean I, I don't oh. think that's a problem for you so then like what is the what's this what's the fear oh it's just the fear of change the fear of doing something new yeah. the fear of being empowered in your life like uh why would those things really fear give you fear or or anxiety because look at how much you've managed to accomplish already yeah look at look at yeah. every look at all of the adversity you've overcome in your own personal life i think it probably even like um like you said like like everything from the current relationship that you're in to the bill to the business to um i mean making the content i mean you've really understood a lot in the back end of building business right like online you know funnels all that sort of stuff you have you have diligently identify what your dream is and then you have taken just beautiful action and implemented it. I, I would say you are you are the great example of somebody who understands how to build over time. And patience is actually something that I think is a key word for you. All right, mm -hmm. you you are somebody who's tremendously patient. You're 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 very patient, even with your clients when they don't get core concepts. When it seems like you've done you've you've pulled out every visual cue or story in order to. Uh, help clients understand like this concept that you're trying to teach. And even mm -hmm. when that fails, you still have patience to go. You have the patience. You're really good <laughs> at teaching. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So, so then I just want to say, you do not, you have the fear of like, oh, will we be able to find a place? I see that that's something that you're kind of worried about. Like, well, you know, is it going to be reasonable? Is it going to be a good area where, you know, is this going to actually inspire me? Is it going to really disrupt my, <laughs> my workflow? See, right. But I, so, <clears throat> so sorry, I actually see that a lot of your, um, actually, I just want to say you're very automated. So I don't know if you're using notion or if you're using like some kind of <laughs> online tool to automate your, yeah. your daily practice, but this is good because it's on like a laptop or it's on a phone and you, you have the systems in place for you to make this move, even if it disrupts you for any even if it disrupts you from three to four weeks. So mm. that piece of anxiety, I'm just going to just take and yeah. like um, <laughs> throw out the window because it no longer serves you. Um, be playful, be joyous. And then I actually find you moving into some kind of tall structure. It looks like it could be a condo. Um, it looks like, I don't know, are you guys looking at condos? Funny enough, we were actually considering getting a condo. <laughs> it's interesting because I see a, I which see is a new, yeah, which yeah. I see, I see a condo, a con, yeah, condo with a beautiful view of a bay, which I don't know where in Vancouver mm. you are. Uh, thank you so much for people gifting on TikTok, but I just, see, I see it as being higher up in the building with beautiful views. Um, and mm. I think that it, what's your astrological sign? I'm a cuspy uh, Taurus Gemini. Oh, you're a Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. My sister is too. I know your type. You guys are actually <laughs> hilarious. Um, and um, yeah, so it makes sense. Okay. So it makes sense to me. Um, and to be honest with you, I think that the place that you move into in Vancouver will not be your forever home. It's simply transition mm -hmm. for maybe a year. Uh, because you're going through a lot of rapid growth. I just want to say, I think whatever location you land at in Vancouver will be for one year. And then maybe one more year after that, because you're also really smart or somebody is at like finances. <laughs> and, um, and I think that that would be yeah, the next place you would go from there is um, a home that's in even better alignment with what your dream is. So mm. uh, I see a lot of rapid growth for you, whatever you're doing, continue to be meticulous and patient. And um, yeah, I love it. Accept these blessings, mm. I guess, you know, understand Thank that, you. that with breaking these ancestral traumas or just like, let's just say just ancestral mistakes, right? Understand yeah. that your ancestors did the best that they could. You have opportunity unlike any other ancestor has had up to this point in time. And that as you break these, uh, these um, less undesirable aspects of family, you are making space, not just for you to experience greater abundance, but also for future generations to experience it as well. Mm. It's very nice. You're very focused on 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 the type of impact and legacy that you're creating. So quite beautiful. I just like, I'm even more impressed with you. Am I, am I, if I, Thank am I off or am I on? Am I off or am I on? <laughs> Tell me, does that sound it's about so right? Much, yeah, so much accuracy in everything. Like, because we're actually planning one year in Vancouver to start. <laughs> That's so funny you said yeah, that. Totally. Um, yeah. Thank you for this gift, Camel. I didn't know ah. that this was part of our, well, yes. our, our interview yeah. today, but I appreciate yeah. it so much. Yeah. I'm so, so grateful for, for you and, and for this. Yeah, absolutely. So will you share with people again how they can find you, how they can binge on your content and <laughs> how they can start to learn about your uh, soulmate group coaching program? Because I think a lot of people would be interested in that. 
Oh, yes, of course. Uh, well, definitely you check out the Inner Child podcast. Everything is free on there. And that's probably the, the best place to start. Perfect. Um, but if you are interested, if you're curious about working together, I actually have a free workshop um, that kind of gives you a little bit of a taste of um, what my philosophy is. Um, so it's actually gethealthylove.com. I got the uh, domain. Yes. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. That's yeah, amazing. Healthylove.com. Healthy love. Um, is it get, get healthy love.com. Yeah, get healthy love.com. So um, and you know, free, free workshop. Um, and it. you can decide if, if it's for you or not. Well, I'm sure everybody's yes. already fallen in love with you. Thank you for the way that you're transforming hearts <laughs> literally around the world. And thank you for just being a blessing in my life today. Cause I learned a lot from you. So thank you. Well, um, thank you, Kamala. Yeah. I'm just, so everybody, whatever you're up to make it a day filled with love and so inspired yeah. by you today. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Kamala. Thank you.